Talking CRM with Jeff and David, getting the best value for the whole organization from your integrated CRM and accounting systems. David Beard, CRM Principal, and Jeff Richards, Head of Training Program Development for Sage CRM, spend time chatting with customers, resellers, and others about Sage CRM in action around the globe. In this episode, Jeff drills down on LeadInfo's use of the Sage CRM technology stack, Kyrene explains how their product differs from other analytics tools, and we talk about some customer use cases for which the LeadInfo tool helps make sense of the data collection. I guess you're using our REST API to be able to make the transactions into uh, into this. How has that actually um, made your life easier in uh, being able to work with a um, piece of technology like Sage CRM? It makes a whole lot of difference uh, whether you can access such a REST API. The reason is why we wanted to build this integration with Sage CRM is the main reason that you had a REST API. And it's almost like being sent into a dark room, blindfolded, giving no cookbook whatsoever and having to build a lasagna. Yeah, good luck doing that. You know, it, it, there's no way that, that you'll fit it in, get it in the, into the alpha without anything being spilled or uh, any, any wasteful activities. And it's the same thing with this, without a cookbook saying, okay, now this is the this is the API, this is the reference that you're building on. These are our principles by design that we have set as a company. This is how you should access our API, transfer the data, always having privacy first, uh, being GDPR driven. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no way that you can do that without it. So we always build on the API of the CRMs. Why? Because you guys are the best at making your own product and, and building those safe connections. I just want to add into a general tech note for those people who are not technical and who we've just had that sort of endpoint in. One of the principles of we've talked about REST a, as an idea of an API. Uh, REST just stands for representational state transfer. It's a way of opening up endpoints within a piece of software to the web as a way of transferring information and carrying out interactions with that, creating, reading, updating, and deleting data. The idea of the REST API, one of the fundamental things is that once you know the endpoint, you can discover all of the aspects of the endpoint that you're talking to. So uh, that's a principle that uh, is uh, built into um, CRM, and that's why CRM is a great product to be able to talk to. Thank you very much. Sorry, I, I just had to throw that little advert in there as yeah. well. Jeff, it's our podcast. You don't need to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> it's for him. Q, one of the questions I would think if I was a customer, because you mentioned Google earlier, and I would say, well, I use Google Analytics on my website. It does whatever it does, right? And however it does it. How would you differentiate yourself? Is it the cookie stuff or is it more than that? Much more than that. It's, it's, uh, don't get me wrong. Google Analytics is an awesome tool. I use it myself as well. Why? It's because Google Analytics does a great job at allocating, okay, um, I spend this much money on ad advertisements on, uh, on Google. This is the, the number of leads I get out of it. But the, the, the issue with Google Analytics from a business perspective is that it only gives statistics. So I, if I would open my Google Analytics now, I would say I have a thousand visitors today. Great. Are those competitors? Are those uh, hosting providers? 
Is that actually a company that's interesting in my, in my product? Or is that my aunt visiting my, my website from her home address, having no no idea what, what, what Leadervo is about? And that's where we get the bridge is saying, okay, you have 100 visitors versus you have 100 companies. These are the details, this is the legal information, etc. So there's no way- phone booking, reverse lookup exactly. type thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. that makes sense. And what other tools do you provide in your own interface? I'm sort of stepping back from Jeff's earlier question, your interface, if people were to sign up, first of all, how would they buy from you? Just briefly explain that per month, per user, whatever it is. But also, what features do you offer in your own interface to help people with the analysis? Yeah, so uh, we are a SaaS company, and uh, now I get to do my part of explaining what uh, what Jeff just did very well. I can do it my own. SaaS stands for Software as a Service, meaning we are basically like Netflix. So you get uh, you you open a trial account with Leadphone, two weeks are free, and after that you just enter your credit card details, bank account details, whatsoever, and you start a subscription with us. And then you can say, okay, I want to pay every year, I want to pay every month. In terms of the features which we offer to our uh, customers, it's not just recognizing the company. Of course, that's a crucial part of it, but the most important part is all the things that we offer next to it. So, for example, we know exactly the decision makers at the company and we have their LinkedIn profiles. So, you are one click away from identifying a company, seeing who works there, and then just clicking on the profile and you're directly at the LinkedIn profile of that a decision maker able to send a connection request, send a message, whatsoever. We do a screen recording of, hey, this is the behavior of that company on your website. This is how their mouse uh, moved over your website. This is what they clicked on. There's a lot of additional information we can offer, which is all still GDPR proof, which is all combined into the service, but that sets, sets us apart to alternatives within the market. So that second point is interesting. It's very big brother, isn't it? It's a bit like watching exactly what someone's done, but presumably that allows you to delineate between maybe robots or people like that who just go click on a site and leave, whereas you can watch somebody moving around. That must be indicative of a real person looking, right? Yeah, and the most important thing is, is you can optimize your website because the main thing that customers use this feature for is saying, hey, at which step in the process does somebody leave? Is, there, is, it an, uh, is it a step in the sign-up process? Is it a question they have to fill in, but they don't know the answer to? Is there too much text on the landing page? It's very nice for marketeers to understand this and to see, okay, apparently there's this one step on our website, which is, it, it's a conversion killer. And then, and then customers can resolve those killers using these screen recording features. That aspect that you're describing there, Q, that uh, somebody who visits the website, you can track their experience of using the website, you can look at how they're making choices, and, and probably from the aggregation of all of the transactions that are taking place within the website, you can start to work out whether or not you actually have given the human experience the centrality of what what happens within your uh, within your customer environment. So I think it's a very good thing that you can bring that human cent the centrality of the human experience of using the technology to bear um, and you can derive that information. That's very, very interesting that you can look at uh, improving the day-to-day -day interaction with the website based on uh, the needs of the visitors. 
Talk to us about Q, some of your customers. Give us a few working examples of what people have done and, and the, the quirkier, the better, if possible. <laughs> oh, we have many quirky, quirky examples, but let's let's start off with how does our typical customer look like? So the main the main thing that they have to be B2B. We, we don't have any B2C customers. Why is that allowed to track any uh, individual consumers? So it's always a B2B customer. And there's a lot of different examples or industries uh, that we see, but we have examples such as a credit safe, which provides credit information to, uh, to uh, uh, companies. Uh, there are huge uh, UK players as well. They are customer of Lidevo. Uh, but we also, for example, have a company in the UK called Fire Depot, selling fire extinguishers to local businesses. And they use Lidevo to track, hey, which local business around me did look at which fire extinguisher. And perhaps you just went to a sales pitch and you see the company looking after uh, after meeting on certain products. You're like, hey, you know, this 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 looks interesting. But some quirky examples which we have, for example, we have some coffee uh, providers uh, that they, they are delivering coffee machines to to offices. And what they do is they use Leadinfo. They uh, have these account managers in their cars with big bags of free coffee beans. And they just go to a company that they saw. They looked at the website. They go to the company, step in the door, and say to the reception, like, hey, we got a free gift for you. Can we please <laughs> talk to your office manager? And it's an amazing way to do new sales because the company's like, how is this possible? I was just on your website, and now you're already here. Cool. <laughs> and it has an almost 100% uh, uh, closing ratio because it works so well. So there's these fun examples of how people set their software up and how to how to use it in their day-to-day business. So in our world, I'm just thinking about back almost into Jeff's land of technical things, linking lead info to Sage CRM. An example like that could be someone identifies an IP address, matches it to a company name, creates a lead in Sage CRM, lead is assigned to the local person to go, go deliver a bag of beans. I'm, I'm starting to think here on terms of customer service reps. You could use your information and use the, lead, the information collected within the context of lead information to see whether people are looking up uh, within the knowledge base, within the context of uh, service specs, uh, warranty information. You could use it for cutting off, if you like, complaints. You can preempt things by starting to see if people are looking to see if there's a problem with an item that has been sold to that customer. You can start to see uh, if there is a need to preemptively account manage to see if everything is all right with an, an installed item of equipment. So I'm thinking in that use case, Jeff, instead of creating a lead for follow-up, you could create a follow-up to the account manager, if they're known, or a customer service case, something like that, because you're not only identifying the people, but it's the behavior, like you talked about earlier, Q, what are they looking at? Exactly. That's a, it's a great point, because we actually see this along with our customers, they're they are putting this use case to use right as we speak. Like I know a pump manufacturer who actually knows, hey, this is a company that looked at a, at, at a uh, service website, but never called us. But th- there should be something that triggered that company to look at that page. So the next time the account manager comes by, they can ask like, hey, how is everything going? Or did you experience any any issues? And it's this, like, it's, it's hard enough 
uh, to, to provide the best customer service as it is. But like using these these intent data and having that extra uh, extra knowledge so that you go can go the extra mile as a company, uh, it helps a lot in, in providing the best service as is. In the next episode, Kyrene talks about how LeadInfo and Sage CRM are like the yin and yang of customer care. He outlines their future plans for the product, and we all muse on some future use cases for customers with linked CRM and lead tracking tools. You've been listening to Talking CRM with Jeff and David, getting the best for the whole organization from your integrated CRM and accounting systems. 